It's violin practice time, and you are just not sounding so hot today. Is it you, or is it your instrument? Real talk, a lot of the time, it's just us. But sometimes I'd say we actually get lucky, and something is just a little off with the violin. You can turn around, make a quick adjustment, and suddenly you're sounding much better without having to do any extra work. You're going to be able to tell which is which by listening very closely to your instrument. And in this episode, I'm going to describe some of the things you will want to check with your violin if you're sounding a little bit off. This is going to be geared more towards you beginners out there covering some of the basics and things that you may not yet know that you're supposed to think about. Once you've been playing for a little while, you start to internalize these and checking all of this is going to be part of your routine. But first, hello and welcome to Violin Class, which is the podcast for people who are learning the violin as an adult. My name is Julia, I'm a professional violinist and violin teacher, and I'm here to share my tips and experience to make learning the violin a little bit easier. If you find this episode helpful, if you find this podcast interesting, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a quick rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me to reach new listeners and it gives me good brownie points with the algorithm. Big thank you to everyone who's done that already. This episode is another two-parter. Part one, this one is troubleshooting your violin, the instrument, and part two is going to be troubleshooting yourself. And to be honest, 95% of the time, it's what we're doing to the instrument that makes it sound wrong, but sometimes there really is something that's wrong with the instrument. Most of the time, it's nothing serious. It's something that you can easily fix on your own at home in just a few minutes, but a few of these will take a quick visit to the luthier to make sure your instrument is in good playing shape. So next time you're sounding off, ask yourself these questions. And we're going to start with the most basic of basic things. Are you in tune? This may sound a little obvious, but you would be surprised how often this comes up in lessons. And to be honest, in my own practice, sometimes we're in a rush or the weather's a little funky and the violin either starts out of tune or it ends up out of tune after a little bit of playing. Professional string players tune religiously and often, and they don't rush. We really take our time to make sure that the violin is perfectly tuned because otherwise all of the hard work that you're putting into your intonation is wasted. And actually you're going to have to work twice as hard because then you're going to have to undo all of the tuning you just did, then tune your violin and then rework your fingers to fix all of that. If the weather is really weird and the violin pegs keep on slipping, it can take a while to get your violin to that perfect tuning. But if it takes 10 minutes, it takes 10 minutes. And in the long run, I promise it will save you a lot of time. I have a student who had a really hot apartment during the heat wave this summer, and we were tuning. And every time he would finish all four strings, he'd go back and one of them had slipped and he'd have to go back and tune all of them again. And it took a long time. And he tuned before his lesson too. It's just one of those annoying things sometimes. So just make sure you're always checking that your violin's in tune throughout your practice, just checking those open strings and taking the time to tune it if it's not. Next thing you should be asking yourself is when's the last time that you've changed your strings? If you have to ask yourself these questions, you may be overdue for some new ones. I can't really tell you how often you should be changing them because it depends completely on how often you're practicing, how much you're performing, and the type of playing that you're doing. 
For instance, as a soloist who's playing many concerts a week and really, really going at it, having a really busy career, they may actually literally change the strings every month. But for students in their first few years of playing, let's say if you're practicing about a half hour a day, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less, I generally recommend every year, give or take, maybe nine months. When I'm playing a lot of rehearsals or concerts, I may change them every three to four. But if I'm not playing as much, I'll generally go a lot longer between changes. Violin strings are also pretty pricey, so it's just finding the balance where they're still sounding good, um, but you're not overspending and changing them all the time. Old strings will start to sound dull. They lose their resonance, which is what makes the violin sound nice. One way that you can listen for that resonance is by playing a nice, strong down bow with an open string and then releasing the bow. I'll demonstrate that in just a second. That residual sound, the sound that is ringing after your bow has left the string, that's called the decay. A resonant string will keep on ringing for a little bit and it'll keep its pitch on the decay. So basically the tuning of the decay will be the same as the note. An old string will lose its resonant on the decay, so the ringing sound will be shorter and a really, really old string will actually also lose its pitch on the decay, so the leftover sound will go flat. It generally sounds really gross and bad, and if you notice this, you are way overdue for some new strings. We generally wanna change them before they get to that point. Let me demonstrate what I mean. And unfortunately, I cannot give you a good example of some nice new strings because I am way overdue. So this is gonna be in that second category, like time to change the strings. It's not like terrible, the pitch isn't going, but if you can hear, uh, the decay is really short, that echoey sound after the open A that I play. So here's a violin that needs the strings changed. Honestly, that is a little worse than I thought. I'm going to have to change them this week. They're just about at the end of their life. So the next thing that you're going to want to check is if your bridge is in the right place. There are a couple of things that can go wrong with your bridge over time, but it's generally pretty gradual so that you might not actually notice it day to day. As you tune with the pegs, the bridge will pull a little bit and it'll eventually start to lean forward. If your bridge starts to lean too much, it can warp as well into kind of a gentle S shape instead of straight up and down, which is where we want it. And both of these things will affect the sound. If your bridge is leaning just a tiny bit, you may be able to adjust it on your own, but for any adjustment of this type to your instrument, I would always recommend going to see a luthier. If your bridge is too warped, which will happen eventually, you'll need a new one, but that usually takes a few years. I think I've gotten like two bridge replacements in the past 20. Another thing that can happen, and I happen to have a violin on me right now where this is the case, is that sometimes your violin bridge is gonna actually be in the wrong spot. The feet should line up between the notches of the F holes and be right in the center. And even just a few millimeters out of place can really change the sound of the violin. That adjustment can also be done quickly by a luthier. One of the reasons that this can happen is, 
again, gradually, but actually what happened to the violin I have right next to me right now is I haven't played it in a while. I just pulled it out of the closet and all four of the strings went really loose. So there, the bridge is held up by the tension of the strings. So if all of those become undone, the bridge will move a little bit. And mine's a little bit to the left. I brought it back close to the middle, but uh, it's not quite right. I'm going to need to see a professional to fix that. It's going to take my luthier like two seconds to do it, but I don't have the tools or the expertise to do it myself. So I'm going to play a couple A's from this violin, and you'll see that it actually does have a fairly good resonance, actually better than my other violin, but there's just like this hollow sound to it, and it feels like a on my end, at least, kind of like a, a really cheap violin, even though it's not. Um, there's no depth to the sound. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> so um, here are a couple A's from that violin. So visually, uh, the way I put the bridge back, it actually kind of looks like it's in the middle, but I can hear that it's totally off. And by totally off, I mean like one millimeter to the left or something, but I, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. Um, I could probably play around with it, but again, my luthier knows how to do this in like two seconds and is going to make it sound way better than I could. It's interesting because again, there is that resonance, but you'll hear in that, um, I'll play it one more time actually, but you'll hear that the pitch does go down a little bit, even when I'm playing. And these are also old strings and probably there's a few more adjustments that need to be done, some that I'm going to mention later on. So yeah, this has a whole host of little problems, nothing serious, nothing that a quick luthier visit can't fix. But this is what happens when you don't play a violin for a little while. Let me play both of the clips from the two different violins side by side. And again, neither of them are in awesome shape. One has old strings and the other one has old strings and an off bridge and probably other things. But see if you can hear the difference and notice how the pitch is warping. And hopefully your violin isn't doing this if you're trying. That's the first violin. You can tell there's very poor resonance in that one. And that one has poor resonance as well. The decay is longer, but the pitch is affected. Also, when I'm holding the bow, which should not be happening, and it sounds really hollow, at least it does in real life. So the other thing that I suspect might be a little bit off with this violin and is something that's a bit harder to check on your own but could very much happen at any time is that you could have moved your sound post. Here's one that you really do need to leave to the experts. The sound post sits inside your instrument and it's wedged between the top and bottom violin near the bridge. It's just a little tiny piece of wood, a cylindrical shape that connects the top and the bottom pieces. If your violin gets bonked even a tiny bit, like it doesn't even change the tuning, this can move like a fraction of a centimeter and it will completely change the sound. I really cannot exaggerate how little this needs to move to change in a drastic and unpleasant way. 
a luthier will have a specialized tool that they use to like knock it around entering through the F hole. And if you need it adjusted, they will work with you to find the perfect balance for your instrument and the exact sound that you're going for. How do you know if you need this adjustment? It's kind of hard to describe. It's generally not something that you need to worry about, but if your violin suddenly sounds really, really off tone-wise, like one string is suddenly not ringing as well as it normally does, or it sounds more metallic, or generally just unbalanced, it could be worth getting this checked out. Generally, this happens after you've hit your violin against something, and again, you really don't need to have hit it hard enough to even scratch it, but sometimes it's just in the wrong place and your sound post will just like scoot over and just cause a ruckus to your tone. Otherwise, if uh, same as me, you've left your violin in a closet and haven't played it in a little while, uh, again, I'm not sure if my sound post has moved, but just since it sounds so off, I suspect it has the last thing that you're going to want to check, and when I'm done recording this episode, I'm actually going to give my violin a quick uh, look over for this, is has your violin cracked? This is the most unlikely one, but if you live somewhere that has significant changes in weather or humidity, you do need to make sure that you're checking your violin for cracks. I actually have an entire episode on this subject with a professional luthier, uh, my friend Ian Christian. So go listen to that for a detailed explanation on this. If your violin sounds completely dead, look really closely at where the pieces of wood meet. You might have a hairline crack in the glue. And this sounds like really, really bad, but it's actually not a huge deal. I'm not talking about like a crack in the violin, like in the actual wood. That's that's very bad. And I'm sure you would notice that right away. And also I'm sure your violin's not going to crack because you're careful and you take good care of it. But a, a hairline crack in the glue can actually just happen on its own. And uh, it's actually what's meant to happen. The glue expands and it contracts. And sometimes when the humidity changes, that's actually what's going to give. And it's the glue that gives instead of the actual wood of the violin. So this is something that Oluthier can fix for you and you'll sound good as new. Uh, it, this happened to me last winter. And when you go into the Luthier with a suspected crack, they're going to go and like knock the violin uh, a few times, like just with their knuckles and they'll listen for things that are very mysterious and they'll hear it and then they'll fix your crack for you. So just give that a quick look over again if you have like a significant tone change and this I'm pretty sure you'll hear. Luckily, I don't think my violin is cracked, but again, I'm going to check it out because I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think that some of these things are a little bit easier to visualize in a video form. And I've actually found a couple of really awesome ones on YouTube by a professional luthier who actually cuts a violin in half so that you can see things like the sound post on the inside. And I've linked that in this episode's email newsletter. So be sure to check that out. It's super fascinating. If you want to get those emails, you can sign up for the newsletter at violinclass.co slash newsletter. Another thing to check is how is your bow? And this is another pretty obvious one, but this one does get me every now and then. And uh, it is the case with one of my bows right now. So I will 
play what that sounds like too. So if it's been a while since you've put rosin on your bow and your sound is slippery or there are like little holes in your sound, make sure you put a bit more rosin on. Also, rosin can go bad after like a decade or so. So if you've been using a really old one, it might actually be affecting your sound as well. And it's really bad for the the horse hair. I learned this when I was home visiting my parents and dug up some old rosin I had as a kid. And after a few days, my bow was just like very sticky and generally not nice sounding. So here's what it sounds like if your bow does not have enough rosin. Uh, You can hear it's kind of slippery and generally is missing the friction to be able to have a nice round and rolling sound. Also, just like dead strings, your bow hair will also go dead after a while. When you're starting out, you probably don't need to worry about this, at least not for a few years, because you'll actually start to lose the horse hair from your bow before the horse hair will actually die and get used up. If you're missing a chunk of horse hair or there's some black residue near the frog, though, it is time to get a rehair. Your horse hair should be really full and should take up the entire metal part at the bottom of the bow. Another thing that can happen is that your bow can warp if it isn't loosened after every practice. And over time, the wood will lose its shape and it'll bend in the wrong direction. Both of these are bad and will affect the sound over time. So if you're having trouble with your bow, just make sure you check both of those and uh, go to the violin maker or bow maker nearest to you to get that fixed up. So the last thing that you might be noticing sometimes with your instrument is that there might be a weird buzzing or kind of extraneous sound. There are actually a lot of small moving parts in your instrument and sometimes one of them will get loose and it'll cause like a buzzing or a rattling sound when you play. Sometimes you'll hear it more on one string or when you're playing really loudly. And then once you find the source of the buzzing though, that's generally something that you can fix quickly at home just by yourself. Source of these buzzing sounds are generally where one part of your violin meets another. So the first thing I would check if you hear buzzing is the fine tuner mechanism and the tail piece. So the pieces of violin that actually have metal. If it's wobbly or loose, you can just tighten it a little bit. The screw attachment that connects with the tail piece can also get loose, so just check that as well. And lastly, the ball end of the string, that little circly bit uh, that's made out of metal can also cause buzzing if it gets too close to the tailpiece. Another thing that can get loose is your chin rest bracket, the metal part that connects your chin rest to your violin. This is really easy to tighten yourself carefully with a paper clip. You just go slowly and just make sure you're not scratching your violin while you're there, just you want to check that your cork isn't wearing away. Um, that way there's no metal that's touching the violin. Again, that's generally where buzzes can happen. Strings can also cause buzzing where they're connected to the violin. So around the tailpiece, the bridge, and the peg box. The culprit is often the bridge protector, which is that little plastic tubey thing that comes with your E-string. Also for beginners, if you're using fingerboard tape and it's starting to unstick, 
It may also start to touch the string in like a buzzy sort of way. So if they're coming off, it's probably time to remove them permanently or replace them. My number one cause that I notice at least for this uh, though is jewelry. If you have dangly earrings or like a necklace on, this will cause buzzing. And violinists who like dangly earrings will sometimes actually just take the left one off during practice so it doesn't get in the way. Uh, we also unfortunately don't wear many statement necklaces for the same reason. If you've checked everything and it's still buzzing, there could be a more serious cause and you should also go see your local violin maker to help diagnose the problem. In conclusion, make sure that you are tuning your instrument and rosining your bow regularly and changing your strings and horsehair when needed. Sometimes your violin can just start to sound off because of a little adjustment that needs to be made, although most of the time it is, as I mentioned, a technical element on your part. So stay tuned for that in the next episode where we'll be talking about the things that you're doing that might make your violin sound off. It's really important uh, to recognize these sounds, be able to diagnose them, because generally they have a pretty quick fix as well. So if you wanted to get the newsletter this week, make sure you're signed up for that at violinclass.co slash newsletter. And if you want to say hi or have any suggestions for a future episode or share where you're at in your violin journey, I would love to hear from you. I love to hear from listeners. Uh, you can write to me directly at violinclasspod at gmail.com or again through the website at violinclass.co. That's it for this week. Stay tuned for part two next time. Yeah.